Hello and welcome to the Battle Cry podcast with Mark Mecklen. Catch the original live broadcast Sunday nights at 8pm Eastern on Convention of States Facebook and Convention of States Project on YouTube. Go to conventionofstates.com slash pod to learn more. And now, here's the battle cry with Mark Meckler. Man, what a week. Every time you think the week can't be crazier than the week before, nowadays you could just assume you're going to be wrong, right? I mean, that's the way it goes. So here we are. It's the Sunday night battle cry. It's crazy. Everything's crazy out there. Crazy stuff happening with us here on the battle cry with me, your host, Mark Meckler. Let's start off with this. YouTube. Mm, screw you guys. YouTube has censored us. And here's what's been going on. You guys heard a couple of weeks ago, they threatened to censor us. And they did that because I had recorded a battle cry in advance. We had uploaded it, but not made it live. Somehow they still watch the thing. Their algorithms, the evil machine learning stuff watches it. And they told us they were going to censor us. So we played it where you can always see this stuff in full. We did it on Facebook. We did it at markmeckler.com. So you had a chance to see it, but they threatened us. They told us they were going to lock down our account if we played it. So we didn't play it on YouTube, but we played it elsewhere. Again, you can always go to markmeckler.com, become a member there, engage in the community. I'd love to have you there. And you know, we'll never be censored there. And then we also had it on Facebook where they didn't censor it on Facebook. Well, as if we thought that, you know, going along, playing along would keep us from being censored. Wrong. Why? Because they hate people like you. And they hate people like me. They hate us. Regular people with common sense who actually use their brains, who use critical thinking, who just don't go along with whatever they say we should believe. They hate people like us. Okay, so this week on our YouTube account, we uploaded a clip. I want to play the clip for you, but I want to set this up right. We uploaded a clip of Dr. Dan Collins. He's a physician in Indiana. He's a district captain for Convention of States. He was a fantastic champion of Convention of States when, when we passed it. He is a well-reasoned guy. He's a calm guy. He's not full of hyperbole. We played a clip of him on Tucker Carlson's show, and he ended up on Tucker's show because he spoke out at a school board meeting against all the, the madness, the masking madness, the vaccine madness. Now, remember, he's a doctor. He's a professional. He actually specializes in immunology. And he wanted to educate his local school board on what he thought they were doing wrong following CDC guidance. So we put this clip up. By the way, on Tucker, he's wearing his COS badge. God bless you, Dr. Dan. So all he did was go on Tucker after he was at the school board meeting. That's all we showed. And they shut down our account for a week. They said we can't post anything for a full week because of that. That's why tonight we're live on Facebook. We're live on Mark, or we'll have this up at markmeckler.com, but you won't see it on YouTube. So Producer G has some of the tape for you so you can see what we got locked down for because I must be serious, right? It must be outrageous. It must be unbelievably inflammatory. Producer G, roll the tape. Whether people agree with you or not, I think we can all agree it's important to have a debate about things like this. Why did you yeah. say what you did? Well, I think the uh, we've been hearing one side of a debate and the one side of the debate that I've been seeing actually doesn't dovetail with all of the science that I know. Um, it ignores a great, a great deal of information uh, that leads one to believe that this virus is eradicable when it's really not, and that virus avoidance is somehow a useful thing as a way to handle the pandemic. Um, and since we're not gonna be able to avoid the virus, somebody's gonna contact it eventually. It seems like we're ignoring all the data, things we can do to improve an immune system 
besides a vaccine and focusing only on that and trying to avoid virus, which isn't avoidable. I mean, our whole our whole response seems predicated on the belief that we can avoid it, that you can hide from it forever. You're saying that we can't. Well, this this virus, like every other respiratory virus, has animal reservoirs. Um, and in all the history of medicine, we've only eradicated one virus, and that was smallpox, which yes. had no animal reservoirs. It only affected humans. Um, because some of those animals are actually domestic animals, uh, there's just no way to escape the virus. This is why we can't escape influenza or the common cold. Right. Um, the focus to this man's mind, after reading all of the literature, is since it doesn't appear we have very good steps we can take that even do anything in viral avoidance in most circumstances, certainly not in the general population, is there any consensus that masks work? The data is very murky on this. Um, it seems to me that focusing on immune system improvement, whether through a vaccine or non-vaccine methods, is the more rational approach to this. Wow. Man, that guy's out of control. Did you notice? Like the spittle flying... He's screaming and yelling. He's clearly a radical anti-vaxxer. He's a maniac spreading misinformation. So for this, our account got locked in. Seriously, that's it. Just what you saw there. I, I'm just, does that guy seem scary? Does he seem in any way inflammatory? I mean, he's actually a practicing physician who specializes in immunology, who has an opinion on the science that seems pretty scientifically reasonable to me. And for that, for showing that clip on YouTube, we got locked down. I just want you to understand, like we think about, we have to think about what's gonna get us locked down on YouTube. We never even thought about that. I mean, that's how bad the censorship is getting. That's how bad your tech lords are right now. This is hideous, dangerous stuff. We're in hideous, dangerous territory. We're going to get shut down. We're going to get locked down. I have no doubt over time that we're going to lose our YouTube channel. I mean, I don't say that with any glee or joy. It's ugly. This is one of the ways we communicate with y'all. This is why it's so important that you communicate with us on all channels. This is why it's so important that you sign up at markmeckler.com. Now, I want to be clear with you guys. You can go watch at markmeckler.com for free. I do have subscriber-only content there. Uh, we do have the ability to interact. That's for subscribers only. And the reason I ask you guys to do that, by the way, five bucks a month, that's the minimum. You can give more if you want. The reason that we do that is that supports convention estates. That supports us being able to continue to do this stuff. I mean, this is the way of the future on the internet. If you want to be able to communicate, if you want to be able to continue to hear from us and communicate with us, this is true for all conservatives. We're going to have to pay for that stuff. Somebody has to pay for it. See, because we don't sell your data. We don't own your data. We don't want to give your data away to other people. We're not monetizing you. We don't consider you a commodity. We're here to serve you, but it's a two-way street. We're going to have to work together. So if you go to markmeckler.com, you get signed up five bucks a month, or if you can afford to give more, please give more. I have people who give hundreds of dollars a month because they just believe in what we're doing. Whatever you can do at markmeckler.com, and you're always going to see this stuff. We're going to start working on live broadcasting at markmeckler.com, live streaming. I'll do chats with you, interactive chats. We're going to work more and more towards that and off of YouTube and ultimately off of Facebook because these are our tech overlords. They're not interested in us being able to communicate. In fact, they specifically want to shut that down. Used to be, if we would say things like that, you would think we were paranoid or people would think we were paranoid, but now they've actually done it just because we showed that clip that you just saw, that heinous, horrible clip of that crazy maniac, Dr. Dan Collins who's an awesome guy, who's not a maniac, who is a scientist, who follows the science, 
who is a guy that studies immunology. So anyway, you need to connect with us at markmeckler.com. We have been censored. We are going to continue to be censored. And the only way to fight it is to have our own communication channels. See, the reason that we have to do that, and this is the theme of tonight, is that we will never quit. Never. We will never surrender. We will never stop fighting. We will never give in. Never, ever, ever. Never. I don't care how bleak it gets. I don't care how much control the left has. I don't care that they they fraudulently participate in elections, right? Whatever it is, I'm still going to fight. I'm still going to fight. I'm going to go to battle. I'm going to go to war. I'm going to be in the fight. We can't give in. I hate it when people say, oh, well, we can't win elections anymore because of election fraud, so I'm just going to quit. You're a quitter then. Quitters never win. When you quit, you lose. Do you understand that? You lose. We all lose. Your kids lose. Our posterity loses. Thank God the founders didn't quit. Thank God that we had founders who were willing to fight against all us. Thank God Washington didn't quit. He lost far more battles than he won, but he didn't quit. Mark Meckler is fighting every day to call the first ever Article 5 Convention of States to drain the swamp once and for all. Join Mark and millions of other Americans by signing the official petition at conventionofstates.com slash pod. And now back to the show. We're not quitters. We're not a nation of quitters. We're a nation of fighters. We're a nation of warriors. We're a nation of people who stand on principle. We're a nation of people with grit. We're a nation of people who understand the concept of duty, which means we do things because they're right, even when it doesn't benefit us personally. That's who we are. And so we never quit, quit and we never surrender unless you're Joe Biden. Unless you're Joe Biden, because then you do quit and then you do surrender. And then you do take a knee in front of the Taliban eighth century savages living in caves and you take a knee and you surrender and you walk away and you abandon people who've stood with us for 20 years, people who put their lives on the line. You abandon those people. You abandon our military, Cobra helicopters. I've heard now that the Taliban has more Cobra helicopters than any army on earth, except for the United States army. We gave them to them. We left them there. They have some of our most advanced drone technology. We gave that to them. We left those there as we ran, as we tucked tail and ran. And they told us actually that this would not happen. They told us, Joe Biden assured us that the Taliban wouldn't overrun the country. Does this sound familiar? Remember when Barack Obama told us that ISIS was the JV team? This is similar, but much worse. He told us that the odds of the Taliban taking the entire country by storm was very very slim. Those were his exact words. I believe that was in April. My, how the tide has turned. It took a matter of days for them to take the entire country. They told us that this wouldn't look anything like Saigon. And now we literally have Anthony Blinken from the State Department telling the Americans who couldn't make it to the airport in time to shelter in place because we're going to start doing rescue missions. We pulled out 3,500 troops and then he said we have to put 3,000 back in. And then it was 5,000. And now it's 6,000. People are being murdered. People who supported us are being murdered. Government officials are being murdered. And do you know what our State Department does? Do you know what Jen Psaki does? This is great. Jen Psaki, President, Obi President Biden's spokesperson. Same policy, right? What Jen Psaki does is she says, if the Taliban want to participate in the international community, they, want, they have to decide what their role is going to be. They're going to have to behave accordingly. Like, where has this woman been? 
Does she understand that these are 8th century Cretans, cavemen? They've literally lived in caves for the last 20 years. You know what they want in the international community? You know what they want, Jen? They want you in a burqa. They want to kill people like us. That's all they want. They want nothing to do with the international community. They want to subjugate Afghanistan and create a caliphate, and they will be doing it. And they will declare that caliphate tonight or tomorrow because of what you and people like you have done. And women will be put in burlap sacks, and they will have acid thrown on their faces, and little girls will be taken out of schools, and young women will be taken out of schools, and they will be killed, tortured. They will be sold as brides to Taliban fighters. Oh, how do we know this? Because that's what they do. Well, and you'll be surprised. You'll actually just ignore it. Here's another thing that Joe Biden's administration has done. We are begging the Taliban not to burn down our embassy, begging them and saying, you won't get foreign aid if you burn, don't burn down the embassy, or if you burn down the embassy, you won't get foreign aid from us ever. What the actual hell are they talking about? Is somebody actually considering giving foreign aid to the Taliban? Seriously? Murders, child rapists. This is what the Taliban is. Throw acid on people's faces, behead people. This is the Taliban beat people in the streets. This is the Taliban. And we're talking about, hey, you won't get foreign aid from us if you behave poorly. Seriously. And we were told the adults would be in charge. It's very rare in my lifetime that I've been embarrassed to be American. Today, I'll be honest with you, I'm embarrassed to be American. I'm embarrassed of our president, of our State Department, of our military, what they're having to do pulling out. I know guys in the military, they're horrified by what's going on. Look, and I know there is some disagreement on the right about whether we should pull out or not, but I don't think anybody wanted to pull out like this. And I would say, for those of who you who might talk about endless war and you're more libertarian, we shouldn't be involved in endless war. What is your definition of war? Right? Because we've been in Japan since World War II. We've been in Korea since the Korean War in the 1950s. We've been in Germany since World War II, in Italy since World War II. Right? We have bases over there because what we're doing is projecting our power and our power is used for good. That's what we do. The idea that we had 3,500 troops there, not one combat fatality since February of 2020, that's not a war. And that's not my definition of war. The amount of money we spent there, minuscule compared to our overall budget. Minuscule compared to just the stuff wasted in the $1 trillion infrastructure plan, the woke infrastructure plan. And now we pull out, the embassy is going to get burned to the ground. Lots of people are going to die. Americans are trapped there, sheltering in place. I have friends whose kids are being flown over there right now because of this boondoggle Joe Biden has committed. And at a time like this, where should the president be? The president should be in the White House, in the Oval Office, in command, at the desk, right there, at the ready, taking in the information. You know where Joe Biden is? He's on vacation. Now, I know, to be fair, presidents work while they're on vacation. And I'm okay with that. But symbolically, at this time when the country is in crisis, he ought to be at the White House. I saw an image of him today, literally sitting in at a big conference room at a conference table by himself, staring at a video monitor with a bunch of different screens on it, watching Kamala Harris. Literally. And you know where she was? Actually, to give her credit, right where she belongs, at her house at the Naval Observatory. That's where she was at her command post. Meanwhile, he's vacationing at Camp David. That's just a bad look 
It's a weak look. And when we are weak, our enemies take advantage of our weakness. And this is something that is just universally known. If you act weak, and especially anywhere in the Muslim world, if you act weak, they fear the strong dog, they attack the weak dog. And this is just the reality. I hate to say this. I hate to predict this. We are going to see attacks launched that were planned in Afghanistan, that were trained for in Afghanistan. This is why we went into Afghanistan in the first place, so that we would fight on their territory and their ground, not on our ground, so that we could quell the terrorist threat. And instead, we freaking surrender. We tuck tail and we run and we beg them not to burn our flag and we beg them not to burn our embassy, right? And we ask them if they want to participate in the international community. This is asinine. This is not real foreign policy. This is soy boy foreign policy. This is wishful thinking foreign policy. This is just insanity. And it's embarrassing and it's humiliating. And we should do better. Our allies should be able to depend on us. We should never leave them like this. Imagine you're in Germany right now and you're wondering, do I need the Nord Stream pipeline or can I depend on the Americans? Uh, yeah, depend on the Russians, right? Because the Russians actually stand with their allies. It's not about all about human rights and soft and fuzzy for them. And guess who's moving into Afghanistan now? It's the Chinese. They're actually reaching out. They're ready to actually recognize the Taliban as the rightful rulers of Afghanistan. You know why? Because they don't care. Because they don't care about human rights. Because they don't care if little girls are sold into slavery. Because they don't care if people get tortured. Because they don't care if women have to wear burqas. In fact, they're generally in favor of that kind of humanitarian disaster. Look what they're doing with the Uyghur Muslims in their own country. And so China will move in. They'll fill the power vacuum. And unlike us, it'll be just purely transactional. They'll be there. They will help foster terrorism against the United States. They will weaponize the, uh, the Taliban. This is what's going to happen. Mark my words. I'm not the only one saying it. This is what happens when you surrender. I say never surrender, never give up. The only, the only option is to crush your enemies into complete and total submission. But Joe Biden's always been wrong on foreign policy. Forever, always, forever. It's unbelievable. If you look at the list, I'm going to bring up a list here. If you look at the list of his foreign policy blunders, it's always been down. During the Cold War, he opposed all the military policies, all the programs, all the spending that ultimately brought down the Soviet Union. Shocking. This is the guy that said the best thing we could do in Iraq was divide it up, not fight for it. He opposed the bin Laden raid, right? To, to Obama's credit, he authorized that raid over Joe Biden's objections. He was in favor of the phony Iran deal, right? Hundreds of millions, billions of dollars to the Iranian mullahs. It's unbelievable. In 1979, he celebrated the Ayatollahs coming to power. He said they were going to bring human rights. This is Joe Biden. By the way, he opposed the B-1 bomber. He opposed the B-2 bomber. That, that, the B-2 bomber is part of what brought down the Soviet Union. He opposed the MX missiles, the missile program that brought down the Soviet Union. He said, remember, this is the guy that said, I'm going to quote, he said, uh, you know, Trump says that China was our number one adversary. And in response, Joe Biden said that there was no threat from the Chinese. Come on, man. If you think they're a threat to us, they're not a threat to us at all. That's what he said. That's a country right now that kills 13 million children through infanticide or abortion. They have a million peaceful Muslims in internment camps for re-education as, as good communists. They have 
2,400 of their own people annually generally get executed. Like, so he's wrong. He's always wrong, and he's wrong on this. This is just terrible stuff. So what happens now in Afghanistan? The country falls. It becomes a caliphate. Terrorism flourishes. Terrorism of the population flourishes. The population is suppressed. Women are basically become slaves again. They're put into burqas, acid thrown on their faces. There's no more schooling of, of young girls. Right now, 50% of young girls start school. They at least attend the first grade. That all goes away. There's a co-ed university. That goes away. They go back to the dark ages. This is what they want. They go back to the ninth century. That's what the Taliban want. That's what happens. And that is 100% on Joe Biden. It's going to have long-term consequences, not just in Afghanistan, but all around the world. So let's mark this time, mark that we said it, mark that we know it. That's the way it's going to be. Now, of course, we have to talk about COVID because COVID is permanently in the news. And the news coverage of COVID has shifted. Here's why it's shifted. Because most people have been vaccinated. 52% of adults uh, overall have been vaccinated. Much higher percentages when you get to adults above 60, 65 years old, much higher, 80 and above. So the most vulnerable among us have been vaccinated for the most part. I haven't, by the way, I choose not to be vaccinated. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not telling you not to be vaccinated. I'm just saying I've made that choice for myself. By the way, go out, do the right thing. Get yourself some ivermectin, doxycycline, hydroxychloroquine. Get the stuff that you need in case you get this bug. It's a severe flu, but it's treatable. We have all the therapeutics. We know how to do it. Get yourself that stuff. Get vitamin D, get zinc, get the stuff that you need. In case you get sick, this is what you have in your medicine cabinet. You have stuff for other types of sickness. You, you have the drugs that you commonly take if you get ill. So these are the drugs that we know work for this stuff. Talk to your doctor, in my opinion. Get that stuff. Get it prescribed. Have it in your cabinet in case you get it. But because it's not as serious as they need it to be to maintain the crisis, now they're telling us the most serious thing that they can possibly say. What they're saying is your children are at risk. Your children might die from this. And the reason that they're doing that is because even sane people will go crazy if they think their children are at risk. And by the way, if you give your children this vaccine, if they authorize it, I think that's crazy. I'm just going to tell you. I'm not vaccinated, and I think it's crazy to vaccinate your kids with what is an experimental vaccine. And by the way, Dr. Dan, if you watch the full clip, you can see it on our in our Facebook channel. You can see it on Tucker's show. If you watch the full clip, he goes through the reasons. He does it at the school board meeting in Indiana. He explains why the vaccine might actually be harmful. So I think the risks are higher than the rewards. That's my risk calculation. I know Shapiro disagrees. Others disagree. That's where I come down. Anyway, they now have to make it about the kids because rational people are scared about their kids, right? They don't want their kids at risk. The reality is your kids are not at risk. They're lying about your kids being at risk. Here in Texas, there was an amazing statistic that came out in the Texas Tribune it said something like 5,800 kids were admitted to the hospital last week with COVID. Oops, they were wrong. And that's actually 5,800 kids diagnosed. The reality is it was 700 kids over the last like eight weeks or some seven weeks, right? So they faked the statistics to scare the hell out of you so that you'll be worried about your kids so that you'll mask your kids. Don't send your kids to school masks. If you send them masks, you're buying into this stuff. Even if your school district says you have to, don't do it. Tell your kids, no masks. If they throw your kids out of school, educate your kids at home. There are online options. It's up to us to never give in, to never give the enemy any room. No 
quarter for our enemies. Never give in, never relent, never stop fighting. That's up to us. Your kids might have to be in the fight. You might have to be in the fight at your school board, just like Dr. Collins did, just like Matt Walsh did this week. Parents are rising up, and this is critically important that we do this. We can't lose this fight, and we won't lose the fight if we're willing to fight. All right, uh, let's move on to um, COS in the news. And what's going on in COS in the news right now is all North Carolina all the time. It's a war in North Carolina. And this is unbelievable to me that we're having a war in North Carolina. The House passed in North Carolina. The Senate has passed before. And now the Senate leadership has gone completely dark on us. Senator, uh, I, I'm really worried about Senator Berger used to be a supporter. Senator Harrington seems to be opposed. Senator Perry, Senator Johnson, these senators, I'm just going to say it now. What is the deal? Like the Marxists are in control of Washington, D.C., and you guys are willing to leave them with the power. You have the chance to fight. They pass a $1 trillion infrastructure bill with Republican help, and you senators in North Carolina refuse to stand and fight. We put it right in front of you. We put it on your plate. The activists, over 85,000 of them in North Carolina, send you petitions saying they want you to do this, and you refuse to fight. You won't even talk to the activists, a bunch of you. You won't even respond. Look, this is spineless. It's got to stop. If you have friends in North Carolina, if you have friends that are political donors, voters, constituents in North Carolina, contact your senators right now. Conventionofstates.com forward slash North Carolina. Don't do it, by the way, if you're not from North Carolina. They only want to hear from North Carolinians. That's appropriate. I get how that works. We don't want to offend them. We just want to be direct with them. We just want their constituents to contact them. So I think we could still get it done, but I think it's questionable. All right, we're going to do some Q&A here. Uh, Patricia Caruso says, are you on Rumble? Yep, we are on Rumble. You can find us. You can find Convention Estates on Rumble. Kara Jower says, why did they hightail it out of Afghanistan without a plan? I'm going to be blunt because they're cowards, idiots, and losers. And to the military brass that didn't have a plan, you guys are losers. Whoever takes over, whatever Republican takes over next, you got to do away with all the Joint Chiefs. You should fire all the leading generals who had anything to do with this. They got to go. And we got to get some warriors in there, not woke idiots. This is way too political of a process. Our generals have all gone woke. I've been, I've actually had the pleasure of having dinner with a couple of generals in the last week. One of them, a two-star Marine general, he says it went woke. That's all they care about, right? It's telling you that men are women and women are men, having you read critical race theory. We got to clean sweep the brass of the military and put warriors in place. All right, Gary, let's see. Karina Winder Ryder says, how much... Tyranny do Americans have to deal with before we use the 25th Amendment? Look, the 25th Amendment is removing a president for incompetence, and it requires his cabinet to do that. It's not, it's not going to happen. I mean, that's just a fantasy. They're not going to do it. You and I can't do it. Uh, Republicans can't do it. That's going to require his cabinet. That's not going to happen. Chris Panner says, how do we organize and oust the Jack you know what's? <laughs> Let's just call them donkeys, all right? The way we organize is through convention estates. Look, you can build a network through convention estates and do other stuff. Our activists are not just doing convention estates. They're going to school board meetings. You saw Dr. Dan on Tucker's show with his COS badge on. He went to a school board meeting. He got his time in the spotlight. He used it. He's promoting COS by having his badge on, but he's talking about the stuff that's going on in the school with masking and vaccines and all that stuff. And so organize through Convention of States. You go to conventionofstates.com and you go there, you sign the petition. When you're done signing the petition, click on the resources tab and volunteer. You need to volunteer. It's not enough. 
And I would say, look, Gary Brenner says, wouldn't using an Article 5 convention affirm the whole U.S. Constitution, the American citizenry? The answer is yes, absolutely, Gary. That is what would happen. We call a convention. The convention itself puts the power in the hands of the people, right where it belongs. The people like you who will never relent, who will never give in. I've got some tape for you. I find it some of the most inspiring words I've ever heard in my life from Winston Churchill. Producer G, roll the tape, and then I'll close. Never give in. Never give in. Never, never, never. In nothing, great or small, large or petty, never give in except to convictions of honor and good sense. Never yield to force. Never yield to the apparently overwhelming might of the enemy. Never, never, ever give in. Never relent. Never yield to the apparently overwhelming might of what seems like a majority aligned against you. You know, I get tired of this. I hear conservatives say to me, oh, the left is so good. And they have the institutions. They have colleges. They have the media. Now it seems like they have the corporations. They have the government. Never, ever give in. Imagine if Winston Churchill had decided to give in. Imagine that. The world would be a radically different place. The world would be much worse of a place. Tyranny would have likely prevailed across Europe. And it would have been unbelievable. The world would have been a different place. Think of the alternative, alternative history. And Churchill said they would never give in, that they would fight on the beaches, that they would fight in the mountains, that they would fight in the fields, that they would fight in the cities, that they would never, ever give in. I'm going to say to you what I say every week now. We are at war. And the question is, what will you do? Your duty is to stand. Your duty is to fight no matter what. Never give in. Never relent. Never give up. Give in. Never. No quarter. Zero for the enemy. No room to maneuver. No room to breathe. When they speak an untruth, we speak the truth in response. When they try to force us to do something, we say no. When they force you to mask, we say no. If they're going to force you to vax, we say no. If they're going to force your kids to learn critical race theory, we go to those school board meetings. We protest. We go to the schools and we protest. Teacher teaching your kid critical race theory, all this garbage, you go talk to that teacher. You get in their face. You be direct. We never give in. We never relent. We never give a moment of peace to the enemy. And make no mistake, these people today in the United States of America, if they're trying to indoctrinate your children with Marxism, with critical race theory, with madness, with this idea that there's systemic racism, they are now your enemies. They hate you. They hate America. They want to destroy this country they say it openly, they have to tear down the country, tear down the systems, and then they want to rebuild it in some kind of Marxist utopia from our ashes. Never, ever, never relent. I promise you, I'll never relent. And I'll tell you one last thing, I'm hopeful. I'm not scared. I'm not horrified in the sense that I am going to fight, I'm going to fight happily. I'm glad to be alive at this moment. I want to stand for something. I like to be in the fight. This is a fight that's been a long time coming, and I'm glad it's broken out in the open. And you should be too. This is your chance to stand and do your duty. Maybe you didn't serve in the military. Like me, I never served. This is my chance to fight for my country, and I am going to do it. I'm going to say what it says on my hat. You can get one of these at conventionestates.com. 
Hell no, Joe. He thinks he's going to take our guns. Hell no. Thinks he's going to force us to vax. Hell no. He thinks he's going to force our kids to learn critical race theory. Hell no. That's what I say to them. I will never, ever relent. I will never give in. And I'll be here next week with you guys again for the battle cry. God bless you guys. I love you. I appreciate you. We'll see you next week. This has been the podcast version of the battle cry with Convention of States Action President Mark Meckler. Originally aired as a live video broadcast on Convention of States Facebook and Convention of States on YouTube. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod and become part of the solution that's as big as the problem. Thank you for listening.